Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Now, watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Now, now here's your host, Colter Nuanis. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Guess what opened today? Lost Trail Powder Mountain. They're now open. Started today. First chair was at 9.30, so they'll be open through the weekend. The snow has come all at once. They've had 35 inches in the last 7 to 10 days. Lost Trail will be open every day this holiday season, December 16th through January 3rd, including Christmas and New Year's Day. Chair runs from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And chairlifts 1 and 2 are in operation with more storms on the horizon. I heard it's snowing in quarter lane, so that means their snow could be and likely will be coming this way. For all snow reports, you can text SNOW to 406-625-0585 or you can go to LostTrail.com. Lost Trail, go for the snow. A lot to get to today. Another busy week. It's our last week of 2021 here at Nuanas Now. 
We'll be off the uh, last two weeks of December. So very much looking forward to that. And uh, very much looking forward to getting back in the saddle and celebrating the new year with all of you. Here for Brooks Nuanas, talking all things NFL and FCS football playoffs off the top. We're also going to get to Bobby Houck and some of his thoughts from National Signing Day. Also probably bring in Andrew Houck and get his thoughts on the end of the Grizz football season. Did the Grizz make progress this year compared to Season 2 under Coach Houck? We'll get his thoughts on that. Our good friend Carolyn swung by a little bit more of a serious conversation today. We talked about Urban Meyer and uh, had to laugh that off because... I mean, what a train wreck. Just couldn't have gone worse. And that Urban Meyer out in Jacksonville. We also talk a little Tiger Woods. What kind of dad is Tiger going to be given the dad he had? And, uh, you know, talked about some other pertinent and uh, maybe touchy subjects from the world of sports. And then get you prepped up for the semifinal game in Bozeman on Saturday. South Coast State's in the final four. So is Montana State. Everybody now is really, really good. You can't have a disappointing season when you make it to the Final Four of the FCS playoffs. But what's up with South Dakota State? How they done it? John Stiglmeyer has had so many different iterations of his teams. He's a defensive guy. His defenses always look pretty similar. But he's had so many different identities offensively. This year, it's a ground and pound, but they can still open it up quite a bit as well. They're one of the best teams in the United States. We'll give you all the reasons why here on ESPN Radio. If you want to listen... Somewhere besides the traditional radio, you want to stream the show, you want to listen on your laptop or your cell phone, your iPad, head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. Or if you would like to be a part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can call me or text me, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And, of course, we are broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. little change of plan. We're heading over the mountain tomorrow. Myself and uh, my brother Brooks... We got some other strings to tie up in Bozeman. I've had a place in Bozeman for, uh, in some form or fashion, since 2011, so 10 years. And uh, we just got rid of that place, but got some business stuff, both for the Missoula Broadcasting Company, ESPN Radio, and Skyline Sports. And Brooks has got some stuff, too. He works for George's Distribution, uh, beer and wine sales. That's what they specialize in. And uh, he just moved to Missoula within the last month or so, but... We still have a bunch of connections and accounts over there, not to bore you with all the logistics of of the why, but we're heading over there tomorrow. So we will be doing Nuanas now, the last Nuanas now of 2021. We're going to double your fun. Two Nuanas is on the last Nuanas now for the year. So we'll be coming live to you from either Brick Breeding Fieldhouse or maybe the Bobcat Athletic Complex or maybe Bobcat Stadium, wherever Montana State wants to get us set up. Great. We'll be there, and uh, we'll talk all the way around the world of Sports in the state of Montana. We didn't know this was going to happen until today. So, um, not that it's ever a bad thing when Brooks joins us multiple times in a week. But I recorded something with him earlier this week, which is his normal weekly hit here on Nuanas now. Now, so you're just going to get a little, a little extra of the Nuanas bros this week. 
All football all the time, presented in part by Sportsbet Montana. We welcome in now Brooks Nuanez, Skyline Sports, as well as our resident NFL guy here at ESPN Radio. And Brooks, before we get into the FCS playoffs and the advancement of Montana State to the semifinals, the end of the Grizz football season, I want to ask you just a, a little bit about the NFL. I was on a plane, or multiple planes, I guess, all day on Sunday. Don't really know what happened in the NFL throughout uh, this last weekend, but anything that stood out to you, any main storylines or any... I know last night was a big win for the for the uh, Los Angeles Rams over the Cardinals. Definitely one with playoff implications. And I did get a chance to watch the Vikings beat the Steelers on Thursday, but everything else is totally a blur to me. I have no idea what's going down. So what would you think of just the NFL weekend that was? Well, man, it's uh, there's a lot of teams that are solidifying themselves as kind of the cream of the crop, and I would definitely start with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they they took it to the Raiders, and while the Raiders have struggled the last couple weeks, you know, it's still a division Whatever game. Whatever your yeah, football, forty, or we'll call it thirty-nine. And the Chiefs have are still a team where they've you know struggled during the beginning of the year, and now, well, gosh dang, they might be the best team in the NFL again. Mm. So the kind of team I would not want to see in the playoffs. Um, the same with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who really took it to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, I think that the Buffalo Bills came back valiantly. They did not hand the ball off to the running back in the first half. Uh, there's a stat for you. Um, Josh Allen put the whole team on his shoulders. He was bruised, bloody, battered, muddy. Uh, they took that thing back into overtime. The Bills came back with, with a really good effort, but the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue to look like one of the best teams in the NFL, and definitely the NFC, and Tom Brady continues to put a stamp on his MVP mark. Um, and then a couple teams keep falling back to earth. You know, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens have that happen to them several weeks in a row. They've only scored 20 points once in the last four weeks with a bye in between. That's a better part of them over a month without being able to score 20, and now Lamar Jackson's hurt. Well, several teams like that kind of falling back to earth as well. As you mentioned, the Cardinals win, which puts the Packers as the number one seed, and Aaron Rodgers will continue on his back-to-back MVP bid as well. For the NFL, it was a good week. There was a couple okay games. The teams that should have lost probably did. Um, the teams that are taking hold of their divisions seem to look that way. Well, football at times presented by Sports Bet Montana. There's Sports Bet Montana kiosks all over the place. Most of your favorite establishments got them. So it's a really fun way to be engaged, stay engaged. A great addition to the Montana sporting scene. Brooks, I know we're always talking about teams that are hot to bet and teams that are cold to bet. I know that you've sworn off betting on the Vikings forever. <laughs> but are there any teams that you like right now that are uh, that have been uh, successful for you lately? You know, um, I've had a little bit of luck uh, betting the Cowboys. I've also had some luck betting um, kind of against the Bengals, kind of with the Bengals, but against them more or less betting the Bengals to keep it close, um, kind of teasing up the score and, and getting the Bengals to cover anywhere between six to nine points, um, but still end up losing. So that's kind of where the Bengals have fallen to. Um, I think the 49ers are pretty hot right now. They looked great against the Bengals this last week. Um, it's really hard, Colton, because this upcoming week, the Vikings play the Bears on Monday night, and the Bears are awful. You know, they put up some points against the Packers. It's so hard for me to not bet the Vikings there, but as you mentioned, I've sworn it off. Um, I've turned the page, and I'm up. Um, since I swore off the Vikings, I'm, I'm healthily up in my betting um, escapades. But otherwise, man, you know, I'm, I'm still betting against the Lions. I'm still betting against the Texans. Um, you know, I'll let teams get 14 points on those kind of squads, and um, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, I, you know, I've liked the Chargers a lot too, but uh, it sounds like uh, they have a couple COVID cases this week. They play the Chiefs on Thursday night. Uh, so definitely stay away from that one. Uh, but, yeah, the betting landscape in the NFL is challenging, man. There's Week to week, it definitely it, it ebbs and flows, and there's, there's no telltale signs sometimes why things happen. The FCS playoffs into the 
semifinal round. The final four includes third seeded James Madison playing at second seeded North Dakota State. James Madison moves on after a 28-6 win over Montana Friday night in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Saturday, Montana State hosts South Dakota State in the first semifinal football game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984 and the first in the state of Montana period since 2009. Bobcats went to Huntsville, Texas and drilled top-ranked Sam Houston 42-19. So we'll start with the winners and the team that's still alive. And the arc of what has gone on at Montana State over the last handful of years has been utterly fascinating. And I think that coming out of the 2019 season, when Montana State made their first run to the semifinals since 1984, a lot of people hoped, wanted, prayed, expected Montana State to be back to this point. But dang, it took a long road and a a winding route to get to this point. But a statement win for the Bobcats. I know there's a lot of stuff going around about how Sam Houston was a paper tiger and overrated as the one seed. But here's the fact of the matter. MSU's never won a road playoff game ever. Sam Houston's never lost a home playoff game ever. So for those two things to occur simultaneously, and for Montana State not just to go in and pull an upset, but to lay the smackdown on a team that less than six months ago beat James Madison, North Dakota State, and South Dakota State in the span of 15 days. Credit where credit is due. What a run by the Bobcats, and crazy that here they are now finally back in this spot in the FCS playoffs. Yeah, it's been quite a run, man. It's a long season. Football in general, man, it doesn't matter what level you play at. It's a long season. When you talk about training camp, you talk about the summer, you talk about all those, those type of things. And, man, did Sam Houston put together quite a run there. I mean, 21 wins in a calendar year. It'll never be done again. I think there's no question. Casey Keller talked about it extensively, uh, head coach down there. He had, he had some great things to say after the game, and he, he saw his team start to sputter out, and it's hard to blame him. Uh, but the Bobcats have had a lot of momentum for a lot of the season. And, you know, they go into Washington Grizzly Stadium and get beat pretty handily by the Montana Grizzlies. And that made it put a little bit of a question mark on the future of this team and what that would look like. And they, they received the eighth seed in the national playoff scene, and, and they kept rolling from that point. So, you know, sometimes it's a flip on the radar. Sometimes, you know, one game isn't defining a team or a season. Uh, Montana State is playing their best football, and a lot of that is due to Tommy Malott, you know, redshirt freshman quarterback from Butte, Montana. Gosh, is he playing well, Colt there. I mean, he is lighting it up. He is so darn talented, and he's also playing with a little bit of that, well, there's not a lot of scout on this guy. There's also not a lot of stories out there in the, in, in the ether about, well, is he really this fast? How strong he is, how, how he delivers the ball, what is what, what the tempo's like. A lot of that that, that stuff will start to build on a guy like Tommy Malott as, as, as he gets a little bit more known. And that's not to say that his skill it can't override that. But right now, he's playing at a very high level. He's a very skilled player. I mean, gosh, he's playing well. So it's almost like Matt McKay's decline the last five or six weeks of the season, ever since they played Weber State in early October, McKay hasn't played very well. Um, so it's almost a blessing this guy with the draw that they get against South Dakota State and how well he's playing at quarterback position. They really could beat anybody at any time. So the Bobcats are in a very good spot headed back to both. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The fact is that he is the answer to what they've needed for a long time. And it's not just because he can throw the ball pretty well and he's an athlete, great athlete uh, behind center and he's such a good runner, good ball skills in the zone read game, all that stuff. That's all secondary. It's the mindset. It's the mentality. I think that's the number one storyline for the Cats right now is that externally there was all this drama about Matt McKay and his departure from the roster. But to me, when you talk to these guys, 
especially the seniors and the veteran guys, especially the defensive guys, guys like Troy Anderson and Chase Benson and Daniel Hardy, Ty Okada, Amandre Williams. They have all the belief in the world in Tommy Malott. In fact, it seems like they're like relieved that it finally is Tommy Malott's show. And I think that's been something that's eluded Montana State for so long. They've been so talented, and they always have had a sense of belief that they can win games. But with the biggest moments, and, other, and that's why Jeff Cho is so legendary in Montana State, because the biggest moments against the Grizz, he got those guys to believe and got those guys to play their butts off. But I think that now, like Montana State, it was not an upset in their minds on Saturday. They, they, they looked fully confident, and they're just performing with a whole different level of swagger. I think so much of that is because they believe in Tommy Mallott, and I think so much of that is because he trained like a non-quarterback for two years with these guys, and he got all big and strong, and and he's covering kicks, and he's physical, and he's not just your, your typical quarterback. So I, I think that the sense of belief amongst the team is the number one thing Montana State's got going for them right now, heading into this semifinal game against South Dakota State. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 classic when you get you know uh, an unsung hero to rise the ranks and and do it the right way and and all those cliches that oftentimes end up being true in the sport of football because you can't hide in football those cliches you have to play out every single day every single game every practice every weightlifting session all of that stuff that we oftentimes hear as as coach speak if you will ends up being really inherently true within the fabric and culture of a team. So the way that that's playing out, oftentimes good teams have this happen where there is someone that was not supposed to be a quote-unquote star rises to the top. Uh, we, we, see that we saw that with, with the, at the end of the season with the Montana Grizzlies, how well Junior Bergen started to play, you know, how well Kevin Macias kicked the football for the Montana Grizzlies. You, you start to see guys rise to the occasion. Um, and that's that. That's that has so much to do with the culture of a football team. That's happened at Montana State, and and it, you're, as you mentioned, Colter, it is the answer that they've been looking for as far as some of the offensive woes when it wasn't looking quite as good as you thought it could. Tommy Malott's been uh, an answer for a lot of that. Nuana is now ESPN Radio. Brooks Nuana is joining us here. It's all football all the time. Presented by Sports Bet Montana. Sports Bet Montana has kiosks at a variety of different places. You can just go on their website and they can give you a list of every single place that has a Sports Bet kiosk for you to make all of your bets, whether they're pregame or in-game wagers. They got all sorts of fun lines for you, particularly when it comes to the FCS playoffs down to the Final Four. Brooks, more to talk about when it comes to the Bobcats, and we'll continue to do that, especially just because they do have another week left to play. So we'll be summing up another Bobcat game next week. Let's talk about the Grizz. One of the most unique Grizz seasons I've seen because even Bobby Houck, the guy who is averse to hyperbole as much as any coach there is in the business, talked extensively about how good he thought his team was, particularly their defense, particularly on special teams. You could tell the raw emotion in his voice after Montana lost 28-6 to to James Madison on Friday night. He said, I love this team. And he said it over and over again. I loved their preparation. They came to work every day. They fit what Coach Houck wants in a team so well. But I think that's what sports teaches you more than anything. Sometimes you can work as hard as you possibly can. Sometimes you can have so many different advantages and it still eludes you. The ultimate success still uh, is not within your reach. So how would you evaluate this Grizz season as a whole? Because I think that there is a sense of disappointment among people that follow this squad because you, d- you could just see how dang talented they were, especially in certain areas. Yeah, there is a sense of disappointment just because they are so talented. I mean, it's a really good team. Coach Huck, we've mentioned it a lot, Colter, but he, he verbalized that he thought this was the best Grizz defense he had ever coached. 
that's a that's a that's a big statement to say. But at times they were playing at a whole different level. We've referenced that it felt like times of old, old Grizzly teams that used to party on the aisle and just had so much relentless effort. And I agree at times it was more ferocious. I mean there was some some games. I mean what they did to Eastern Washington in the playoffs there with I mean that was really impressive. They partied on the pile at a whole other level. Um, so a team like that, you got to figure, is going to make a pretty good playoff run. What a bummer to, to lose Sammy Kim and Kim Humphrey. And, and I don't think anyone wants to play the excuse injury cards, right? I mean, it's not it's not a pretty way to go about it. But if you really know the team, which anyone listening, and, and you and I both have watched so extensively, it's a really big blow. You know, you're probably not going to win a playoff game against anybody, let alone James Madison number three team in the country without a quarterback. Um, the Grizz right now don't have a backup. You know, uh, I, I like Brown. I like Patterson. But neither of those guys are ready to win a playoff game, um, you know, maybe in the future, but not today. And, and Cam Humphrey, while some people can call him a game manager, you've heard me say it, I think that he's a quarterback that can win some playoff games. You know, I think that when he's playing well, it, it, it's pretty darn good. It may not be great, but it's pretty good. And pretty good with the surrounding pieces they had, I think, was enough to really compete um, the James Madison draw is what it is. It's a really good team. I don't know if this team keeps all those players healthy and everything goes right for them. I don't even still know if they win that game. So the level of disappointment, I think, is more a little bit more based on some of the young guys, you know, really young football team that Bobby Houck talked about extensively all year. It's mostly about the senior class. You know, some of those guys that were just such darn good players that didn't get to play on a team that is this successful, you'll hope a little bit more for them. That's probably the only level of disappointment. Sometimes, too, and this is a narrative that kind of went away because of North Dakota State's dominance this last 10 years, but that was what was so great about the FCS playoffs for all the way until NDSU's run started was sometimes the best teams don't win it. Sometimes two of the best teams play each other before the championship. Sometimes, you know, let's say you maybe are the third best team in the country, but you might play the first or the second in the quarters or the semis. It's only been this last 10 years where it's been like James Madison and North Dakota State one and two, just charging all the way to the championship game. But the fact of the matter is Montana played, I think, one of, if not the best teams in the country in James Madison. And you're right. You don't want to sit there and play the injury card. But I also thought even with Cam Humphrey and Sammy Kim in that game, the talent gap was pretty clear. I mean, Justin Ford is one of the best players in the conference, in the Big Sky Conference. And James Madison did whatever they wanted in the RPO game. I mean, it was death by slants. Antoine Wells Jr. was a phenomenal talent coming out of the the the, uh, the outside receiver for, for James Madison. And then Chris Thornton, the other inside guy, super talented as well. Montana was without their All-American running back all year in Marcus Knight. So was James Madison. Their All-American got hurt in the spring. And so that guy that rushed for 187 yards against the best run defense in the country, that guy's the backup. So that shows you just the talent that James Madison's got. But I think that Montana, they still have another step to take if they want to be a true national championship contender. But my question for you then, Brooks, is where are we at with the arc of the Grizz program? Did the Grizz take a step forward this year? I think so, Colter. I mean, I I don't know how they wouldn't as far as putting but that senior class I mentioned, some of the upper class, and putting the stamp defensively on what it means to play football um, for the Grizz and, and, and what, that, what, what, what Bobby Houck wants out of that unit. And then again with the special teams, I think it's hyperbole at times when he talks about, when Coach Houck talks about the best defense to ever be at Montana. I think that that's up for debate. But I think the special teams units would, would be a, a better argument from, from that standpoint as far as, it's some of the best special teams I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the, 
the, the field goal unit, the punt unit, and then both coverage units um, were really, really good, as well as, as the return unit on kickoff. I mean, Middle League Flowers, how many touchdowns has he ended up with in his career? Six or six or seven um, return touchdowns with, with one, if not two this year. I know he had he had one in Washington Grizz. Um, those units are, are, are dynamic and game-changing. They beat teams down with those with that special teams and then to piggyback it with defense. The offense is, it was a struggle all year. I think the, the offensive line still needs to continue to be bolstered. And then you have to get some more depth at running back. And then you're going to have to find a quarterback. That's a lot to deal with right there. There's some receivers that can run routes, catch the football block downfield. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily an issue. Uh, they might lose their coach, which would be sure, sure be interesting. But that's here nor there as far as what the offseason, where it stands now. I do believe they took a step forward defining a little bit more of what the culture is intended to be from a program standpoint, as well as what under under Coach Houck in his second tenure. If you're Montana, what's on your wish list then this offseason? Because I know everybody around Missoula, around the state of Montana, they're saying quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Rumors of a couple Pac-12 guys that might be in the mix to drop down. But I think it's far beyond the quarterback. I think Montana has a couple other issues. But what do you think? What's on Montana's wish list this offseason? Well, I think you hammer the transfer portal and, and fix the offensive line, which doesn't need a ton of fixing. It just needs to be strengthened. They, they, they were pretty good up front this year. You know, I mean, when you really break it down, what the running back scene looked like, a little bit of Cam Humphrey in and out with injury, all that stuff playing, they were okay. You know, they got, they got the job done a lot of games. They were a little bit more than serviceable, I would say. I'd call them good, and and they need to be great. You know, if you want to make a run in, in this national playoff, you got to be really, really good up front. The four teams that we see left: James Madison, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and Montana State are really, really good up front. So I think that you hit the transfer portal and you grab one or two guys. You know, you get you get the JD Quinn um, of yesteryear to drop down from Oklahoma. You know, you get one of those guys. I think Montana can do it. I think they're in a position of national relevance as well as, as Coach Houck is, is, is a face that is well-known in the FCS as well as the FBS. He has connections across the country. I think that that's probably where I'd start. And then you maybe, you know, grab another guy for quarterback. I'd probably look – if I get a freshman, I'd probably get a transfer and let that competition be wide open, see if you can get those guys that are in, in the program already uh, to take that next step. But the thing is, you know, we always say it, and I, and it's not the kind of football that I like. It's not the kind of football that I really – to find myself as being a person who knows about. Uh, it's not always quarterback-driven, but you got to have a quarterback. When, when Cam Humphrey goes out, and this team really isn't that functional without one, without any of those backups that are in there right now, uh, it's an issue. And you're not going to win a national championship. And we talk about, Colter, that, that that is the standard, is you're going after a Big Sky championship, but you're going after national championships. Right now, they are nationally relevant. Bobby Houck said it extensively in his post-game press conference after James Madison. They're back at it, competing for it every year. You got to get to the national. You got to get to the final four. You got to get to the title game. You got to go win one to be take that final step in what this program is is known to hold standards of. And you're going to have to have a quarterback to do it. So I'd probably start an offensive line and quarterback. Maybe get someone in the secondary. But I think that transfer portal is ripe. For the pickings, you never know how it's going to evolve and change in the future. While it is what it is, I probably would, would dabble. No question. They also probably are on the lookout for a punter as well. Brian Buschini, All-American, transfers from Montana and lands at Nebraska earlier this week. He's Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll have more coverage for you probably after the new year because this is the, the last Nuana is now. This week is 
for 2021. Thanks for all your great contributions so far this year, man. And uh, look forward to catching up with you soon in person. But in the meantime, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely, man. Yeah, holiday season's upon us, and we got a final a team in the Final Four. We get to travel again for football this weekend. It's pretty exciting. Thanks, Colter. All football all the time, presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Our friends at Brett's RV and Marine are closed for the holiday season. However, we happen to know that the Brett's RV teams of Santa's Little Elves are always available to answer any of your questions and set appointments if you'd like to shop for a new or top-quality pre-owned RV. Unwrap the savings on over 1,500 new and top-quality pre-owned RVs and boats. Call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online at 24-7 at brettsrv.com. Bobby Houck signed a whole class of prospects yesterday, but that whole class only amounted to 12. Why? It's called equivalency in a COVID year. Also, there's more than 6,000 players in the NCAA transfer portal. How does that affect Montana now, this month, this offseason, and into next season? We'll hear from Bobby Houck and Montana Recruiting Coordinator Justin Green here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The semifinals of the FCS playoffs are coming to Montana for the first time in more than a decade. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, the Montana State Bobcats pulled off an upset for the ages, toppling top-ranked, top-seeded, and undefeated Sam Houston in resounding fashion. MSU freshman quarterback Tommy Malott caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and rushed for two more scores as Montana State surged to a 28-0 lead early in the second quarter on the way to a 42-19 victory. The win helps Montana State sew up a bid in the semifinals finals of the playoffs for the second year in a row. It also means that MSU will host South Dakota State in the first semifinal playoff game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. The state of Montana has not seen a Final Four game since Montana defeated App State in overtime in 2009 to advance to the title game. MSU's victory marked the first road FCS playoff win in program history. It also marked the first time Sam Houston has ever lost a home game in the postseason and snapped a 22-game winning streak for the Bearcats, dating back to their undefeated spring season that saw Sam win their first national title. And finally, Friday in Harrisonburg, Virginia, the Montana Grizzlies ran into a buzzsaw. James Madison scored on a pair of big plays in the first half while knocking out Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey before cruising to a 28-6 victory over UM. Montana's season ends with a 10-3 record. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. It's new on us now. ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can check out the largest inventory of trucks online by visiting nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. The Montana Grizzlies saw their season end 
with a 28-6 loss at James Madison Friday night in Harrisonburg, Virginia, a little less than a week ago. The Grizz finished with a 10-3 record, consecutive 10-win seasons, and consecutive quarterfinals appearances in the FCS playoffs for the first time in a long time, first time since Bobby Houck returned. I guess, no, 2013-2014, I believe, uh, they were at least in the quarters each year, but I don't know if they won 10 games. But first back-to-back 10-win season since Bobby Houck first left in 2009. So certainly incrementally building. Uh, but as it goes in college football, no rest for the weary. This early signing period has become sort of a calamity. It's having some unintended consequences, specifically the effect it has on the coaching carousel. When certain jobs come open, then you have to, if you're going to go hire a coach, you need to do it before the early signing period, especially at the FBS level. And that's how you get situations like Brian Kelly jumping ship from Notre Dame to LSU, given the timing that they had as well as Lincoln Riley jumping ship from Oklahoma to go to USC. So, you know, I I think that the older you get, the easier it is to bemoan the state of society and then bemoan the trends that are consuming, particularly if you're older and you don't understand them or you just have lived enough life that you don't want to embrace the new. It's easy to think that the new is not better, But also, I do think there's some real validity to the consistent and constant points that a lot of these head college football coaches are making about basically the inmates running the asylum. On one hand, you could argue if if guys like Lincoln Riley can jump ship before Oklahoma plays a bowl game and go take the jab at USC, players should have freedom of movement as well. I sort of agree with that. But we also have this situation now where it's totally feasible that you can play at four or five, six colleges. It's not likely, but there's been some cases, and if you know how to appeal to the NCAA and um, make a case to get eligibility back, it's just a wild time right now in college sports. And I feel like, though, bemoaning it and complaining about it is maybe counterproductive, maybe figuring out ways to embrace it and take control of it in whatever advantages you possibly can, that's at least in my personal opinion how I would go about it. But Montana, Bobby Houck and his staff, they have a defined method that they're operating under. So let's jump into it. It's Houck Highlights, presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan, a trusted name in law for more than two decades here in the Garden City and throughout the state of Montana, excited to announce the expansion of his firm to add partners Nate Holloway and Angie Miller, they all have a fierce love for this community and the state of Montana. So any of your legal needs, whether it's personal injury, wrongful death, criminal defense, Ryan Holloway and Miller should be your first call. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. The um, the University of Montana signed 12 players yesterday, including 10 from the state of Montana. It's a little gray in terms of how many scholarships they used because that's sort of the recruiting strategy that they're using right now is sort of defining how many scholarships are used within a certain class by the time the second signing day in February rolls around. I do think there's quite a few either partial and or preferred walk-on type guys in this class, but part of that's because of the equivalency. You have 63 scholarships at the FCS level, 85 total players, 
can be on scholarship, and you could have 110 players on your roster. So filling those equivalencies, 63, 85, 110, is part of the challenge. And that's why staffs have recruiting coordinators like Justin Green, a former Grizz running back who has uh, been on Bobby Houck's staff as both the running backs coach and the recruiting coordinator. He's been in Montana for quite some time. He was here under Coach Delaney and Coach Stitt as well. So Justin Green knows the University of Montana very, very well. But part of it is just the accounting of it all. You know, where, where are the scholarships going? How are we reaching our equivalency? How are we distributing money? All that sort of thing. The fact that in-state players in Montana, quote-unquote, cost so much less in terms of scholarship dollars than out-of-state players because tuition is significantly higher for out-of-state students, that's part of the strategy of it all. But then you also have so many different eligibility challenges right now because... You have a player like Cole Grossman, Montana's uh, freshman tight end. Well, he signed in Bobby Huck's first class back in 2018. Then he gray-shirted, then he red-shirted, and then he got a COVID shirt. So this year he was playing as a red-shirt freshman, but he has been around since the fall of 18. He's been on the team since January 2019. He practiced on the practice squad in 2019 season and then was part of the program all through 2020 into 2021. He got his first season this fall. That's part of it. So Montana has 58 freshmen on its roster right now, but there's varying levels of freshmen. There's guys like Grossman. There's guys like Xavier Harris, who signed um, coming out of 2019, but then didn't have that true freshman year in 2020. So he's been on campus and been part of the team, the outstanding running back has, for more than a year. It's the same thing with Tommy Mulata at Montana State. I mean, Tommy Mulata is a quote-unquote true freshman, but he's been on campus for a couple years. So... Balancing all that out, figuring out a way to, to make the spreadsheet work is an interesting one, but that's, ex- I think, specifically and exactly why Montana and Montana State both signed less than maybe you would expect, particularly in this early period. So let's hear a couple thoughts from Bobby Houck and Justin Green. We'll start with a question I asked because a lot of times y- you recruit. But Montana is not and probably won't be under Bobby Houck a plug-and-play type program unless you're talking about transfers that fill apparent and obvious spots. So often it's about identifying the guys that you know could be a part of your program right away and then developing them and seeing what they become down the road. So recruiting versus development and some of the other challenges of recruiting. Here's Bobby Houck and Justin Green on that note. These guys have potential. I know you've always been great at developing players. So when you're identifying guys, obviously you want to identify the potential, but how much of it is just analyzing personalities and analyzing guys that, you know, will buy into a program and then develop down the road? Well, it's all, it's a good question. And it's all part of the discussion. When, when we, uh, when we recruit guys, we give them a, you know, we sell them on the university and the football program and the, the city and the state, which is part of the deal. And the other part is, um, what you're going to get while you're here so they understand they're going to get coached hard uh they're going to be demanded of to do things right um they're going to be provided structure to a high degree on a daily basis and then they're going to be uh well-rounded uh well-developed young men when they leave ready to go be successful in whatever that is so that that's our sales pitch too and that we're talking to mom and dad a lot when we're saying that because the you know, the kids want to know how many pairs of shoes they get. 
Uh, Coach Montana, local kids, you guys got 10 kids here. What does that say for the coaching here in Montana as well as, as the kids that are from small rural communities? Maybe for you too, Justin. What does it say for the caliber of kids coming out of the state of Montana? Well, we've always, always emphasized um, starting our recruiting here in Montana. Um, we have extremely high regard for the coaches in the state, per your question. Um, got a lot of friends and family members that are in that fraternity, including my dad and my uncle and all kinds of, you know, close, close people. So um, we like who these, these kids are coming out of these small towns or some of the bigger towns. I mean, they're in real big towns in Montana. So um, we think they have the right metal about them and, and have a chance to be successful. I'd say uh, as far as the, the Montana kids, you're, <clears throat> you're recruiting a young man who's been wanting to go to Montana since he was knee-high. Um, uh, he, he, he wanted to be here, and when he got the opportunity to be here, he did everything he could to be here. Um, no one may know him outside the, the parameters of the state, um, but they become household names um, quickly um, because – they love this place. They've been wanting to come to this place, and here they are to, to show that. Uh, and that's that's worth recruiting. Uh, we got a lot of tough guys and guys for that. We there's a lot of things we don't deal with in Montana that we have to deal with in the state uh, that we don't have to deal with in the state. You know, uh, uh, we don't recruit Montana kids for the most part out of for, off of Twitter. They don't have it. <laughs> they don't care for it. It doesn't matter. Some guys only have cell service when they're in, on campus at their school. <laughs> so uh, you're recruiting a guy who there's the, the things that are important to him are just different. And, and that's a good thing for us. And that shows up on, shows up on our team. Justin Green, Montana recruiting coordinator, as well as Bobby Houck. It's Houck Highlights presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. And I want to be clear, I get their recruiting strategy. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get guys that aren't part of the look-at-me generation, that aren't obsessed with Instagram reels and selfies and honored and blessed to receive my 17th offer from Bemidji State. But (laughs) they're romanticizing things a little bit there. And I'm not calling anybody out, but I mean, let's be honest. All their recruits have Twitter. It doesn't matter if they're from Montana. <laughs> and they all have cell phone service, too. I mean, three of these guys are from Helena High. There's cell phone service in Helena High, I promise you. There's uh, there's cell phone service in Hamilton and uh, in Missoula and <laughs> Polson. So, anyways, I, I get what they're getting at, though. You know, it, it is sort of a, maybe a different cell. It's a different type of recruit. And I think that's what we're going to look at going forward. I talk about maximizing the advantages that you have. I think we're going to see basically what this early signing period, if it sticks where it's at, I think we're going to see that be the place where most of the Montana kids sign. So I think you're going to see Montana, Montana State be able to focus heavily on in-state recruits. The early signing period, through the summer, into the season, throughout the season, they can get guys to come on unofficial visits, so don't have to bring them on their official yet. And uh, 
get as many in the boat as you can from in-state. And then you're going to see the second recruiting cycle occur from this when this early signing period ends tomorrow through the National Signing Day, which is always going to be the first Wednesday of February. That, for this level, is going to be filling in the cracks, getting some of the guys that maybe fell through the cracks at the FBS level, see if you can get some Mount West-type guys. And then I think you're going to see a third recruiting cycle, which is into and then throughout and after spring ball, where then you're filling in more blanks with as many transfers as you can. You're also going to see some guys that are getting recruited that they want to be on campus at the semester break. Speaking of the transfer portal, it's off the hook right now. There's the one-year, one-time-only transfer rule where you can transfer anywhere in the world if they'll take you without having to sit out a year. There's also all this extra eligibility because of the pandemic. What does it all mean? I'll tell you one guy that doesn't like it, Bobby Houck. It's Nuanas Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. More from Montana's head football coach and Grizz recruiting coordinator, Justin Green. There's a real numbers crunch. Um, some of it's self-imposed a year ago. Now we're back to our number. The senior class that got the extra senior year, they didn't count in our in a, our number constraints this year, so we, we didn't get those back today. Uh, so there's some around the country, I think there's a lot of... Uh, different factors going into this the the additional year adds to the numbers problem um the one-time transfer deal is crazy to say the least and uh i don't know you're gonna have to that's why i got justin here i mean he he's uh he with some help i mean he's the accountant on all this you have to be a you have to be a salary cap guy Right, and you know, Justin, just kind of your perspective now, kind of working through, you know, the pandemic and recruiting and those numbers and all that, what's kind of the biggest thing that stands out to you so far as you guys hit signing day this year? Well, <clears throat> there's a added class uh, to the class that you recruit. And what I mean by that is the transfer portal. Um, that is something that uh, is, is different. Uh, uh, that is something that's out of control. <laughs> um, we looked yesterday, and there were 6,000 kids in there. Um, so It's a lot of film. <laughs> so being able to man high school kids, being able to man the portal, being man, uh, able to man junior college kids uh, is going to become um, a full-time job. Uh, need this to say about it. Well, on that note, Justin, I mean, so much of this is out of your guys' control, so how do you go about embracing it even if it's not necessarily the way that you wish that it was going? Well, I think we've learned to, uh, just like, uh, you know, where you put your money, you want to be diverse in how you recruit. Um, so you've got to have a, uh, a strong hand in what's going to continue to feed you, which would be high school kids, and then you've got to have uh, your, your hand in the junior college and portal. Try to <laughs> try to balance our classes out. I mean, this is as Kyle's question. This is a. I mean, you got to adapt your philosophy to what's going on right now. I mean, we have. What's the number in our freshman class? It's 58. 58. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> we don't need more freshmen. You know, it's it's different. Normally, I'd say, you know, my philosophy, Frank, normally would be we're going to take all freshmen, and then if we have attrition to injury or, or whatever, um, we'll fill in. But right now, we've got 55 freshmen. We don't need to get younger. How, how much emphasis do you put at the end of the season on having to recruit your own guys to come back and not enter the portal themselves? Uh, zero. Zero emphasis. Why is that? You know, recruit them once. Don't need to recruit them again. If you don't love this team and this program, get out would be the more succinct way of saying that. This might be, I'm not sure who this is better for, but this is like <laughs> Probably not me. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves you. <laughs> well, the first uh, recruiting place is saying we're name, image, and likeness. How much does that you want me to take it? I, I mean, I sure. Or you can. I was, I just, I don't, I don't know. We don't know. We, we don't really deal with it. It's not our. We can't, as coaches, actually do anything to promote that. Um, so, I don't know. It, uh, how, how creative is a kid willing to be to get his name, image, and likeness out? Um, yeah, I get it. It's in some. In some towns, and some you know areas, it's yeah, it's easy. But uh, we we are in Montana, and you have to have some creativity, I would imagine, um, to do that. The other thing, Frank, in some places they're being promised that there are no contracts or anything like that. So is that real? I don't know. But part of it, there's a lot of things get thrown around in recruiting, and add that to the list in this day and age. We don't participate. What are, you, what are you getting out of this program? What's it mean? I mean, this <clears throat> I've maintained for many years that this is as good a place as there is in the country to be a college football player. Um, you know, Frank brought up the name, image, and likeness stuff, some of the cost attendance things. I mean, there's less salary here than some places, but the, the intrinsic value and the long-term value playing in this program are going to pay dividends to these guys forever and you know I watched we were talking about all the kids in the transfer portal I mean I heard it said today hey they don't they go from here to there to the next place they figure out they got to figure out the mirror is traveling with them usually it's not the place it's the guy that's looking back at them that's keeping them from getting what they want um so um Right now, it's. I don't think it's good for kids. I don't think it's good for programs. Uh, I don't think it's good for life, life lessons. I don't think it's good for graduation rates. Uh, I think school's been removed from the equation in terms of its import. Um, I think there's some ways we could potentially fix that, which is probably another discussion, not for today, because it'll take a little time. But, uh, you know, we have open free agency in college football. Like, now I can, I can sit at my desk and click a button and get film on any kid in the world for the most part I'm used to have to wait for a coach to send me a videotape so I mean that's changed you have more access to more guys but the basics of recruiting is relationships and getting the right guys into your in your program so it's not just recruit the perception is recruiting is selling someone on your program that's part of it but the real part is the evaluation getting the right guys and those who evaluate the best have the best chance to win. Now, the 
open free agency, that's changing things. It is certainly changing things. There's no doubt about it. Bobby Houck, Montana head coach. Houck highlights presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. How do we sum up this Grizz season? Well, a lot to talk about still. That'll carry on throughout this month and in the new year. But some final thoughts for today's show, this week and this month, next here on Nuanas Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Spotify rap. You think I uh, listened to a few Incubus tunes this year? That's the third Incubus song this week alone for my top 100 in 2021. It's Nuanas Now. The last week of Nuanas Now for 2021. Appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Hope you're having a great Thursday. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can find Northwest Motorsport in Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount. Or you can visit them online at nwmsrocks.com. Some breaking news from the capital city. One of my favorite guys, Scott Evans, the head coach for Helena High. He saw three guys sign with the Grizz yesterday. He announced his retirement today. He's been at Helena High since 1993. Took over for Tony Arnston a handful of years ago when Coach Arnston Moved on to the college ranks. So congratulations to Scott Evans. He's joined us here many times, and he's an awesome mentor of young people and uh, happy to have him in the state of Montana. And Happy trails, Coach. Montana, we continue diagnosing their football season. Grizz finished 10-3. and that's coming off of a 10-4 and four year in 2019. The Grizz technically won 12 games this calendar year if you count the two exhibition wins over Central Washington and Portland State in the spring. Yesterday, during the opening of the signing period, was supposed to be half recruiting, half season recap, but 27 minutes of transfer portal talk later, we didn't get much into the season, but Bobby Houck did give an opening statement about the state of the season. Here's Coach Houck on what his final thoughts are as the Grizz Close the page on 2021. Are we streaming this whole deal? Yes, sir. All right. It's, it's less fun that way. <laughs> so, That's your audience. All right. Yes. Okay. It's not just these six or seven. 
All right, yeah, a little more so. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, sometimes the sense of humor slips out. As a anyway, okay. So we'll give you what you need, hopefully. And if you need more, let me know. Um, back to the season, just briefly and quickly. I thought we had. Uh, it was just a great season uh, from the win at Washington. Uh, to the very last uh, play in in Virginia, uh, coast to coast, a lot of great stuff. Um, I'm excited that we're back to competing for it every year now. I think that can be the certainly be the expectation and and is uh, I think both internally and externally for our team. Uh, Dan, we just weren't healthy enough. We didn't have enough in the tank to com- <coughs> excuse me to complete the job. So. That's what that is. Um, recruiting, I think the guys we signed today um, all have great potential. I think they're all great kids. I'm I'm excited to bring them into our culture here and, and see what becomes of them. Um, we're, we're, in essence, we're excited about them. There you go, Bobby Houck, wrapping up the 2021 season for the Grizz. We're going to continue this conversation in hour number two. Come back around to it about 5.30. We got to get out because we had a pretty healthy conversation with Carolyn earlier today. So get that to you in a minute. But before we close the page on our number one here on Nuanez Now, how about a six-pack and a sandwich from Warren's Market? You know it's one of your favorite giveaways. We got a six-pack of beer and a sandwich of your choice from Warren's Market. All you have to do is call us right now. Call our number 3-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Six-pack of beer and a sandwich of your choice from Warden's Market, located at the corner of Spruce and Higgins, Missoula's oldest grocery store, 888-1029, caller number three. Six-pack and a Sammy from Warden's. Call us right now. Chicken doesn't know sports. More on the Grizz. A little bit more scouting on South Dakota State. All coming at you right now. Hour number two. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.